0: hi everybody this is jeremy from in bed by nine hope you enjoyed today's episode if you're enjoying the episode and wondering how you can support the show there are several ways you can go about this first one would be to leave a rating on your preferred platform um the second one would be to leave a review um i know not all not all platforms have the option to leave a review so if you can't on your platform um consider going to Podchaser and leaving a review there um reviews help us get out there help folks who might be on the fence or looking for something similar to things that they like um, just get the show in front of new people and then finally um if you haven't subscribed to the show on again your preferred platform please do so um, and also feel free to share it with a friend um, word of mouth is such a powerful tool
1: still and even in the digital age on to today's episode. Man, hope you enjoy it. Hey, 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 everybody! Welcome into another in bed by nine. It's Alex here with your host, Jeremy. Jeremy, how are you doing?
0: Oh, you know, living that—I uh, guess—sub-zero dream, or American dream that most of us are living. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, just been uh, trying to survive and deal with the uh, the snow. You know, well, not not snow so much here, but uh, more of the uh, the sub-zero you know, minus 20, 25 wind things. But other than that, it's been uh, kind of boring.
1: Yeah. yeah. Stuff keeps yeah. you inside.
0: So how about you?
1: Same thing. That's would uh, you know, dropped the negative degrees over here up in the mitten. Uh, it's been snowing constantly the first time in a long time that the entire state got snow at one moment. So it's pretty cool. Um, but it's a good, it's good. It's a good, uh, good, good winter spring for the Michigan world because the U of M took the win. And then on top of it, them lions, uh, they're breaking the breaking the streak there, so that's what's happening up here. So it's a good good. It's warming up, warming up here in the D.
0: Yeah, it definitely warmed up. <laughs> yeah, definitely warmed up my heart seeing them win. So, but oh, hey, it's not like Stafford didn't get his Super Bowl going to the Rams. It worked out for them, so should be nothing bad. You know, no bad feelings there. So,
1: <sighs> all right, but we got a guest here tonight or today or just even whatever we're going to call today. But Jeremy, who do we got?
0: We have Walker Williams, who's one of the co-founders of Fourth Wall.
1: Welcome
0: in, William.
1: Good to be here. How are we doing? Well, Mr. Williams, or I'm going to call you Walker. I know you said it earlier, but I'm going to joke with you now. (laughs) Um, I guess give us, for people listening that don't know who you are, which is surprising enough, go ahead and tell us your story. Who are you? What do you do? What's going on? Give us the backstory.
2: Sure. Yeah. You can't call me uh, Mr. Williams. Makes me feel too old. (laughs) Uh, uh, But yeah, I'm Walker. I'm one of the co-founders and the head of product, chief product officer at Fourthwall.
1: Okay.
2: Prior to Fourthwall, I started a company called Teespring. Started oh. that one right out of school. Went through a crazy journey building that company. Huge ups, huge downs. Sold over a, a billion dollars of product with with uh, Teespring. And then in 2019, I left to start Fourthwall, and it was because I wanted to create a platform. Really specifically to help creative people launch brands, not just, you know, merchy t-shirts, etc. Merch Mm -hmm. is all good if that's what you're going for. But I wanted a platform that let people build it into, you know, brands that might one day be in stores or, you know, mainstays for their fans. So I've been building that since start of uh, or middle of 2019.
1: That's crazy to think about. So just going to ask that question, like what got you into, so you left school, you're leaving school and you started Teesprings, like what got you into this, just doing these kind of products? Like what was your passion behind that?
2: Yeah. So I, I was always pretty entrepreneurial. I knew I wanted to start a business. I didn't know what. Both of my parents are architects and they worked for themselves most of their mm-hmm. lives. They didn't have some big firm, but they you know worked really hard, did really interesting things, traveled a lot. And so I was inspired by that. And I got started with graphic design through video games. So I wanted to create art for video games I was playing. And then, you know, I started to get into the programming side of things, again, to build websites, usually around gaming stuff. Started to get some freelance work, even in high school. Yeah. Realized that, you know, the, you got paid more if you could do a lot of the programming side. So learn more and more about that. And, and kept that kind of freelance thing going through college. But I had a few, you know, side projects here and there. I was learning about startups and technology businesses. And then my senior year of college, the infamous local dive bar at the school I went to, the one that let everybody in without ID. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah that one. Yeah, everyone's
2: got it, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. The story I always tell to illustrate how ridiculous it was is one, the 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 football team were the bouncers. And two, <laughs> I saw people get in. They'd say ID, and I saw a girl hand him uh, a Pokemon card. And He said, "Yep, that's fine. Come on in." That's a solid well, ID. Was,
1: what, you know, do, a place a like that,
2: you're not going to forget. So, what kind of Pokemon card was
1: it? Do you know? Do you remember? I don't remember. Oh. I hope.
2: I hope at least a Charizard. You know, I know. At, say, least. at least come I on. Put some it. it into evolved or something. Yeah. But uh, you know, they got raided. I went to school in Providence, Rhode Island, so they probably didn't pay the right people and mm-hmm. got <laughs> shut down. And there was this huge uproar of, you know, uh, not necessarily even support. Everybody just had memories. And so, you know, being an entrepreneur, I said, hey, there might be something here. Designed a shirt, threw it up on Facebook, which was the cool thing at the time. Oh, Got wow. a bunch of likes, said, okay, let me design and sell these things. Or I had to design rather, but produce and sell them. Figured out that I was going to need thousands of dollars. And I didn't really know how well it would actually sell or if people would be interested in a week so I hacked together a website and the premise was if I could get, I can't remember what it was, but it was like a hundred people to order the, the, this t-shirt, the save the bar t-shirt, then I would produce them and ship them out to people. And I ended up selling like, you know, maybe a thousand of them or so, yeah. but I made, uh, for a college kid, I made more money than I'd seen in a long time. <laughs> yeah. I made more money than, you know, my other startup ideas that I was working on had made in in months. And I thought, Hey, there might be something here. And then, you know, I started to get emails from groups and other people asking, can you do some, can you build a website
0: like that for me? And it kind of just
2: snowballed from there.
0: You did hit into a really good market segmentation there of college kids and alcohol. So you definitely <laughs> did, your, did good research there. So Yeah.
2: it's A good place to
1: start, right?
0: Absolutely. Perfect. Well,
1: that's it. I mean, that's crazy thing think about it. It's just kind of just really snowballed like you said and it's kind of just you were just kind of like trying something out trying something out trying something out and it landed i'm going to ask you this question that you just had a bunch of other you know opportunities back then what were some other ones that you were looking at or are are you hiding them away for later when you need them no
2: definitely not (laughs) you know it's funny because now that i'm so like i live in san francisco i spend a lot of time Mm -hmm. in la but san francisco's home i hear a lot of ideas and i think there's like some very common ideas that college kids have before they, you know, get out into the real world yeah. and kind of experience adult life. But mine was uh, student job search. Cause I was doing these freelance jobs mm-hmm. and I thought, Hey, wouldn't other people like to do jobs? Turns out this is a very common idea and a very bad idea. Uh, <laughs> companies are not willing to pay a lot to hire college kids and college kids. You really got to motivate a lot of them to get to work. Yes. So <laughs> yep. yeah. it was not a great uh, idea. I had a couple that were, you know, I think could have been interesting, but Teespring was definitely the one where immediately you could feel the wind just in the sails off. and you were like, Oh, okay, there's something here. It's kind of taking care of itself.
1: Yeah. Sweet. Well, that's, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's You hear that passion in your voice and what you're doing. And it's really cool to hear that kind of come through and, and just that, you know, excitement that you have Some something that was, you know, not, you know, what is it about? A little while ago, so not too long ago. So I'm gonna age myself a little bit there, but that's good. Um, so with Teespring, you then evolved into fourth wall. What was the yeah. change? I'm gonna ask that if you can talk about the change, like what was the passion change that made you go over to fourth wall?
2: Teespring had a lot of it was a really it got to be really big, yeah. And there was a couple things. One, I started it when I was really young, and I had no idea, I couldn't have had less of an idea what I was doing. And so I I made like every mistake in the books along the way. And by the time I kind of, you know, became more confident in myself, I, you know, I'd given up a lot of the leadership to really strong other leaders we had hired in and a really strong board with, you know, really smart people on it, but it wasn't my vision for the company necessarily. Okay. Uh, I've always, you know, been an artist and I wanted to help people launch high-quality things. Not all of Teespring's customers cared about quality. A lot of them were selling products via Facebook ads and other ad platforms, and all they cared about was their margin. And so, you know, our quality, in my opinion, dipped over time to try to get the costs low to push to profitability. And I just didn't feel connected to the product anymore. And I had this idea of building something that was as easy as Teespring, but as flexible and powerful as a Shopify. I didn't see You know, Mm a reason why you couldn't combine what's great about Shopify, which is you can do anything with it, so flexible, with the reason that people were using Teespring, which is it was much easier, simple, and it did a lot of stuff to help you, like customer support, taxes, manufacturing and shipping, etc. So I I grew increasingly excited about that idea. And at a certain point, you know, after pitching the board a few times of, hey, let's go do, do this. And kind of getting a response of, you know, let's not risk the business right now. Let's just (laughs) look for these incremental wins and things are pretty good. Let's not mess. No, it's not rock. too hard. Yeah. (laughs) And so I said, you know, I had a friend who's now our CEO, my co-founder, Will, who was like an amazing operator, just a really nice match for me. And I'd known him for 10 years, really liked him. And I said, let me go do this on my own. I'll give you some of the company. I think I'll raise my own money. I can handle, I can do it on my own, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm too excited about this, not to pursue it. And that, you know, led to fourth wall becoming a new company.
1: Wow. That's, that's cool. I mean, I see that. And I'm going to say this, uh, I know you can't like nod or smile or anything, but it's surprising because you left, you said you left in 2019, right? Mm-hmm. Surprising that they were very much like, let's, let's go the course when like, I mean, I know that. That was just before the giant explosion of content creators because of COVID and everything. So it's kind of interesting to see that they're like, oh, let's just go with the course here. But I mean, Teespring was pretty profitable. Twitch was all pretty rocking. You know, YouTube, everything else, and even outside the realm of you know our content, we mostly talk about is pretty large. Then it's surprising they're like, yeah, let's just stay the course. So that was interesting. Yeah, you I think you no, know, it's
2: it's uh, pro- honestly. I don't necessarily think they had confidence in the crazy founders vision at that point. Right. Like I,
1: yeah, you know, I mean, you I, sound I, kind uh, of crazy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I am a, I am a little crazy, so <laughs> I don't necessarily blame them, but certainly in the last three years, even the creator world has matured mm-hmm. in, in a huge way. You know, even in 2017, 2018, I think people weren't predicting quite as, People weren't quite as confident that creators were the future of entertainment. And I think we've really seen it take over now and have, you know, continue to grow, even though it's already at just absolutely insane numbers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It, speaking like of creators and stuff, is that like the largest like segment of your guys's, you know, like customer or user base of a fourth wall? Like, you know, whether it's streaming.
2: Or- yeah. It's it's probably ninety-five percent. We've got a few companies. And maybe non traditional communities like theater groups and local groups that use the platform, but it's almost all people with an audience Twitch streamers, YouTubers, podcasters, bloggers, a lot of different folks. But the universal thing is hey, I've got it. I have a community, and Mm -hmm. my my focus is not e commerce. So I want e e commerce that's high quality. I want to have something that I'm proud of that I'm going to feel good about offering to my fans, but I don't need another job. And that's, that's where we really nail it.
1: Yeah. I have to say that we, uh, we stumbled across, I have this, I stumbled across fourth wall um, and I was like, okay, I'm liking this platform. Like what's happening um, as well as the fact that I can just pretty much build a nice little website and just kind of let it go and just let it do its thing and, you know, promote it my way and get it out there and, you guys do a very good job of making sure that nothing completely breaks and I get product no notifications when things go away and stuff of that nature it is so simple. And I appreciate that heavily. Um, just thinking about your platform, I guess you said, you mentioned that like with Teespring, you had a bunch of challenges um, and some things have your mistakes were happening there. I guess, what are some of those mistakes you learned from that you took over to fourth wall to make yourself in a better position?
2: There's a few. One of the big ones is when I was younger, I was was afraid of conflict. And so, you know, when people would come and they would show me work, especially design work, like I started as a freelance designer, Mm -hmm. I've been building websites and designing websites for, you know, five or six years, Even, even out of school, I'd been doing it a long time as a freelancer. And people would bring me things that I, you know, wouldn't necessarily love or agree with say a product proposal or a feature proposal. And I would say, Oh, I'm not quite sure about that. And they'd say, no, no, I'm really excited about this. I want to do this. And I'd say, okay, okay. Even though I I didn't really believe in it and it ended up, you know, where everybody went in different directions, but there wasn't a captain of the ship really making sure everybody was rowing in the same direction. And I think the platform suffered for it. So one thing is just the confidence to, Express my opinion, and you know, I I'm uh, I try to be amenable to change. So if somebody goes through that debate and convinces me they're right, which happens all the time, where I say I'm I don't really like that, and then you know they go through the reasoning and we go back and forth. Um, but I'm just much more confident in you know trying to make sure that there's a consistency with the platform and that everything we do is high quality. We don't we don't drop the bar on any of the features that we push. We don't. Cut too many corners, you know things that don't match. Even even just the visuals, making mm-hmm. sure they're consistent. And then the other thing is, you know, a- as a new grad starting Teespring, one of the mistakes I made was I thought if I hire people with amazing resumes that have done incredible things <laughs> yeah. at other companies, you know, and at that time it's like, wow, these are real adults, right? They're in their forties and fifties, and they, they're they going to kill it. And I ended up hiring people who are really smart with incredible resumes, but weren't necessarily a fit for the company. And it had a compounding effect, you know, with everyone not rowing in the same direction, where we had some people that, you know, were ruthless operators and were so aggressive. And, oh, yeah. You know, kind of jerks, but that some companies operate like that and that's their vibe and they do well for it. And then we had other people that were, the nicest people in the world, and these different personality types were running different teams, and they were running teams way smaller than they had previously run. And basically, you know, I hired people for the resume, not the fit, or you know, someone that was yeah. looking to prove something. And it ended up not being a great fit, you know. So my my leadership hiring batting average at Teespring was quite low. <laughs> now I I hire for people that have something to prove. That's what I love. I want people who want to go out and show the world that they're the best at what they do whatever that is engineering, design, marketing um, and you know preferably that they haven't had a chance to show it in the past so they've you know had they reported to somebody or you know they've they've been on their own but here's an opportunity to go and prove that you're world class at what you do so those are the two that really stick with me hiring and then just being more confident in my ability to you know, guide the product.
1: Yeah. And I got to say this, like that last little bit, that last little line about, you know, having something to prove in a way, I kind of feel like that's the, the, the underlying essence there, of fourth wall a little bit away. Like you're, you know, as a content creator, I'm going out there to prove my worth and I'm doing all this stuff. And I feel like that's when I go to your site, like you just said that and it hit me hard. Like, oh, that's exactly what's happening here. I feel like,
2: Definitely, and yeah. and I think that that's the nice thing about a business that works with creators. It's yeah. not hard to get inspired by creators, right? Nobody yeah. looks at content creators and says, "Wow, that's easy. I no. should I should do that." It's a grind, <laughs> and so you know.
1: Oh, you said the word I don't. Yeah.
2: Teespring it was a little harder because we had a lot of customers that you know they were just trying to get rich. They could yeah. they couldn't care less about the product. They couldn't care less about the customer. They were trying to flip some product and get rich. And you know, look, I. I've got respect for the, the hustle life, but uh, it's a lot more inspiring to get up and work hard every day when, you know, you're able to help creators in a small way uh, with, with what they're doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I think the, the personal passion, like in, in the creator stuff, it's, it is just really infectious. And like you said, just to be able to work with that type of customer, you know, and partner with them, it's just, it, it definitely is what, like cuz that's like that's how like I feel like we feed off people like if i were to bring in some like intellectual on like i don't know like government or politics or something i'd probably be asleep 5 minutes into a podcast episode but yeah <laughs> you, you you deal with people and you just listen to the, like their vision their passion just how they got there on their journey i mean it's just it's it's awesome and
2: absolutely and then sometimes you know another good thing about creators is the reactions are so public right yeah. You know, when oh, a creator sells yeah. something and they're excited, you might see it in a video or a stream or a tweet. And that feels really good for the team, right? Again, I think, you know, we're all working so hard and, and we do push the team really hard. We, we're trying to achieve something. And so those moments where, you know, you see how happy it made someone or you get the emails from a supporter that's really excited about the product, it, it helps. It honestly helps a lot.
0: You kind of, um, you just mentioned, you know, at 4th, you guys are trying to, you know, do something. Where do you, like, where do you guys see yourselves going in the next, you know, year, five years?
2: I think we have so much more to do just on the e-commerce side. We also have a memberships platform that's about a year old and doing Mm -hmm. really well, but also needs a lot of development. Uh, So for first, I think at least for the next year we're going to be introducing new products, interesting things, food products, candies, hot sauces, you know, things that are a little unique, making it easier to create collectibles, whether that's comic books or cards or plushies. So in, you know, expand we are, we introduced uh, custom jewelry, but just in general expanding the products that are available on Fourth Wall for creators. Mm-hmm. We're working with some really interesting manufacturers now. Also, you know, expanding our integrations so that it's easier to connect fourth wall to the platforms you use. And it's easier just to make it a part of your routine without it taking up a lot of time, right? So just e-commerce alone, I think is going to be the next 12, 18 months, e-commerce and memberships. Long-term, what we always talk about is, you know, creators is, being a content creator is a very new profession. It's still in its infancy. It's maybe you know, 20 years old, probably around the first bloggers, you might have called like the first content Mm. creators. And it's really expanded and, and grown like crazy. But how you run a business as a content creator, it's still being worked out. But we feel like we could be the partner there to build software to make running a business as a creator easier, to make it easier for small teams and individuals to make money, manage their money, have visibility into, you know, where the money is coming from. So I think there's more tools that we can build to help creators. But honestly, I, you know, I feel like we could spend a decade just on e-commerce. I think that, you know, automating high quality manufacturing, making it easier to find, you know, the, the resources you need to go and build a brand, that alone could be a a decade of work for us. So I don't even necessarily know that, you know, we want to go too fast into expanding into other categories. We want to be great at at what we do. And I think once we feel solid about e-commerce and memberships, you know, maybe we'll look at some other opportunities.
0: That's like a whole, like a whole other other company. Cause that's, I mean, I, I, (laughs) how many times I know we've talked about on the podcast, we've just talked to to each other and I've talked to so many just different creators that like, yeah, they just, they don't, that's something they would, if, if I had somebody that could just that guy, I had people, you know, yeah. handle the money or handle like the back end stuff. Uh, for sure. That, so much
1: there. Allow awesome. us to be creative and let the, yeah. the business be handled. Which exactly. Is
2: I always thought it was crazy that, you know, the creator world today, that the dynamic is not only do you have to be an incredible entertainer and it's a competitive world, right? There's mm-hmm. so many people out there competing for eyeballs and, you know, But not only do you have to be great at that, but if, even if you get success on the audience side, you start to build an audience, well, if you're not simultaneously able to be a business expert, you're not going to be able to generate as much value as you could. Nope. And that's crazy that you have to have these dual expertises or hire somebody, but that's really expensive and you got to be at a certain scale to do that. So I, I do think that will change, whether it's us or someone else, I think more and more tools will emerge to help creators manage the money side of things because really the the special sauce is the creativity right it's the community building engagement the content production the money making should be an engine that's you know a couple hours a week that that that's
1: my vision for it anyway
0: yeah i uh, we volunteer for the uh, for the pilot <laughs> program so <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, I do, like I was just, well, you mentioned integration. That was my, my major question here is when it comes to the integration, I guess, what is the biggest hurdles with the integration part of that whole thing?
2: In terms of integrating with like YouTube or TikTok?
1: Yeah, like all those yeah. different locations, like those apps.
2: Well, they've got to open up the APIs. And, and I think that's the tough part. And also, you know, these big companies move really slowly. So Fortwell has grown very fast. Yeah. But still, if you go to YouTube and you click, you know, they've got a merch shelf product, which they're evolving right now into a new uh, solution. But right now it's this merch shelf. Makes your product show up below your videos. And if you click connect that, you're going to see Spring, which is what Teespring became. Mm-hmm. You're going to see Spreadshirt. And I can't remember what else. Maybe Shopify's on there. Shopify is a great company. It's moving fast. It's mature. But Spring and Spreadshirt are really, you know, in my opinion... They're pretty low quality. You can't really do much with them. And there's no real advantage over them over a fourth wall. But, you know, all of these platforms, the YouTubes, the Googles, the Facebooks of the world are just so slow. So it's a lot of relationship building, you know, showing them, hey, we're for real. Look at this growth. Here's this vouch from, you know, this large creator on your platform saying we're worth it. So it's a lot of battle there. And then it's just getting that initial access just to the APIs even before you start to talk about being yeah. on their, you know, recommended list or default list, so that's it. And then the the last thing is just, you know, fourth wall. We're not small; it's about sixty five people now, but it's not, you know, again, it's not Google, right? Yeah. yeah. And the last thing that that we want to do is try to do everything at once and end up being mediocre or bad I love at that. dozens of things and and good at nothing, great at nothing, right? So we try to stay focused. Even when it's painful,
1: yeah, you you can get lo- you lost in the sauce. You kind of go everywhere, and all of is everywhere, and get lost. I get you. I get you. Hundred percent. When you are, I'm going to ask this this way. When it comes to the merch, where do you guys do you guys build your merch in house? Do you guys shop out to other people? Like, is it a bunch of small people working with you? Different creators or different shops working with you, or is it like just one giant warehouse somewhere? Let's just a, pop our shirts out.
2: <laughs> it's a big range. We don't own the manufacturing, so it's all partners. Yeah, And that's another learning from Teespring. Teespring had a 120,000 square foot manufacturing facility. And it was incredible. The people there were incredible, but it was so rigid and it just didn't allow enough flexibility for us to move fast and find new product types and get them launched. Mm-hmm. So with fourth wall, our philosophy is we want to connect incredible manufacturers, which are already out there all over the country in the US, uh, in more and more in Central America now, in Europe, in Asia, obviously, especially like Vietnam is exploding. There's all these interesting things being done, but you'd have to know the manufacturer. You'd have to have coding skills to hook up an API to Shopify. It's, it's pretty painful. Mm-hmm. So we go out there and we look for really interesting manufacturers. Like holiday season last year, We launched custom jewelry, which was 3D printed and amazing quality. Like you could have jewelry with, you know, articulating joints. It was incredible what they're able to do with 3D printing now. And I think that was somewhere in, I think it was like Scandinavia. I know it was Northern Europe. I'm I'm sure I'm (laughs) getting it wrong, but uh, that was incredible. And then simultaneously we launched made to order knitted sweaters, not just a sweater with a print on it, but literally individually knitted sweaters. And that was a brand new technology that didn't exist. And now you can have a one-off, super high quality sweater for $40 that's knitted for you. And so I think that's what we we love that. And now we're, by the way, we're going out and we're looking for food manufacturing partners that are really safe, obviously, reliable. That'll be something that we probably do domestically, you know, so uh, (laughs) it's not coming from overseas. We'll keep it, keep it pretty strict there.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. I gotcha.
2: Small batches, candy, hot sauce, like non-perishable food products. And, and that's amazing that we're able to move that fast. And then we work with some giant merch companies, Printful, a bunch of others that you know serve different types of print techniques and product assortments. But the net product is we want, you know, a really broad product catalog that allows creators to create really unique individual brands. and that's, that's kind of like the guiding uh, light
1: no that's that's cool because i was i'm just interested because i tried some of your like look for just some of your products i know some of them are like um uh, require me to submit something and get reviewed and 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 uh, they'll come back with something like a patch or like the jewelry like hey you submit the Mm -hmm. idea and then we'll get back to you on it so those ones are more along lines of your small shops that are just trying to produce something of higher quality like that that's cool that's interesting all right sweet Sweet. So, other than hot sauces and food, what's other random weird products coming forth? <laughs> There's Can so- I get a statue? Can I get a statue of myself, please?
2: We've done trophies. We do the streamer uh, awards trophies for Twitch. Those oh, um, yeah, those Pepe Frog ones. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, so we've done those. We 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 kind of categorize it in two buckets: it's collectibles and consumables. Yeah. those are the two that we see do really well. So certainly vinyl toys, plushies. Um, Books is a new one. one. Comic books and just books. There's you can most books that you order from an Amazon. Not maybe not most, but a lot. All mid belly and long tail. When you order it from Amazon, it's actually printed for you and shipped to you. And we can use that same technology to allow creators to design a comic book or design a book, and with no minimums. Doesn't matter if there's one or a hundred or ten or a hundred thousand ordered. They don't ever have to think about inventory and. And all of that stuff. So, there's there's a lot farther we can go. I think for us, you know, focusing on those two big buckets of consumables and collectibles is probably uh, where we're focused for the next twelve months.
1: That'd be okay. Now I could be an author. This is gonna be amazing, Jeremy. You're gonna be have problems in the future. Sir. <laughs> one, page, tell you now.
0: one page books aren't gonna aren't gonna cut it, man.
1: The thoughts of my brain. Oh, I have so many ideas now. Wow. So that's wonderful. And it's cool to think about the the process here and what's going on. Um now we talked about like your future of fourth wall and in your future the future there. I guess what's your future looking like here? Like what's your plans for yourself?
2: Yeah. Well, I I would say my art is product. I like to design that's- experiences that people use I like to try to make it take complex things and how simple can you make it? Can you make it intuitive for someone that's not an expert? And so certainly, you know, through the course of Teespring where I was CEO and now Fourth Wall where I'm CPO, I've realized that's that's my love. Like The more time I can spend designing a product for how somebody designs whatever it might be, a book in, yeah. you know, online experience despite having no experience and then seeing it work, That's that's where I get my... My joy from uh, my professional life, so I want to get better and better at that, and hopefully, you know, fourth wall will be the output of, you know, whatever you want to call it, my masterpiece. You know, I gotcha, building something okay. incredible. You know, I don't know that I have it in me to do another company. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that would change, but certainly, I I think that fourth wall hits on everything that I love. It, mm-hmm. Working for a user that I respect and I enjoy working for. So working hard, you know, doesn't doesn't hurt quite so much. Uh, I get to help, you know, teach people about business through helping creators earn money. That's one of the other things I really enjoy. You know, if you look at my Audible or my Audible account or my bookshelf, it's all like business books and biographies that just, for whatever reason, that's always fascinated me. So it's kind of like this this perfect sweet spot for me. But, you know, I think I want to show... The world that I am a a great product designer and leader, and hopefully the you know how I express that is fourth wall being an incredible platform, and uh, you know continuing to do interesting and new things.
0: I I do got to ask because I read a lot of biographies too, and I'm like, man, I'm like, I hope he's not like stealing my account here right now. What again? Give me your (laughs) two your two most I guess influential or your favorite biographies. A little
2: cliche, but certainly I think the Steve Jobs Walter Isaacson book was mm-hmm. inspiring. Not that I think by the way, I think every most great leaders have unbelievable amounts of character flaws. It's just yeah. interesting for me to to see how people navigated it. And then uh I'm trying to remember the name of it, but it, there's a Winston Churchill biography about just how he led through, you know, the Second World War, especially before the United States got involved when yeah. they were just, you know, being bombed nightly and the intricacies of of how they handled that. And that was really interesting. I'm trying to remember what it, what that book was called, but it'll come to me later.
1: Oh, Winston, Winston Churchill's got some great history from back when he was in World War I and just his interactions with life and how he got kicked in the knees multiple times and was able to bounce back. I mean... Crazy. Drank yeah, a just, lot and smoked a lot, but hey, it's a different story yes. there.
2: <laughs> Full circle back to the alcohol. Not yes. a college kid this time, but... Not a college, <laughs> just a
1: politician overseas. All right, well... Um, we are kind of winding on our time here just a little bit. And I, w- I know that you got things to do because you're actually at work and Jeremy and I are just kicking back and having fun at home. Um so before we let you go, I guess what is some um, what's your nugget of wisdom for our listeners, our content creators, are people looking to start a business themselves? What is that one little nugget of wisdom for them?
2: For me, I think you know, I like I at least I like to pursue being the best I can be at one thing. Like I wanna Mm -hmm. be the best in the world at product. And from what I've seen, the only way that you can be great at something is if you absolutely love it. Because nothing, there's no easy path, no matter what profession is, being a creator, building businesses, you know, engineer, accountant, whatever you're doing, try to find something you love so that you're able to power through those hard moments Uh, And, and it's, you know, look, there's some survivorship bias there. It's, it's worked for me, but uh, if that's what I've seen, the people that are, that are most successful are the ones that found something they love doing and it, it made the grind easier and they became passionate about it. So that would be my, my one wisdom nugget, find something you love and, and try to be the best you possibly can be at it.
1: All right. Well, Walker, we appreciate you very much for taking time out of your day, hanging out with us for a little bit and talking to us. Um, I gotta do the shameless plug. We have merch on fourth wall, y'all. Hey. So uh if you haven't checked it already, please go check it out. Um I'm building more product, more designs as time goes on. Um I get to, you know, as you might appreciate it. Occasionally I get a bug and also design a bunch of things and put them on there. Um, so if you do see a shirt shirt out there, please get it for us. It does help us grow the podcast a little bit more and we appreciate it. So again, thank you very much, Walker, for creating a great platform for us to bounce off of and get some ideas on. And uh we do appreciate you hanging out with us. Definitely. Thank you guys. You. Appreciate you having me. Before I say the magical word, y'all, remember like love, hearts, and subscribe to our stuff. That'd be great. Give us some love out there. Pass our information along. Give us the hearts. Again, if I have a comment, I'll read it live on this recording for you all. Other than that, potatoes. (laughs)